the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have an enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Well, we want to continue our teaching series, How to Make the Most of Online Services. And this, I'm sure, would serve those of you who are online in particular so well. Let's come to 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse number 19 to 23. We will read from the Good News Version first. I am a free man. Somebody say, I am a free man. Say, I am a free man. Let's do the good news version. I am a free man. And it's important you understand that you are a free man. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. If the sun shall set you free, you are free indeed. Somebody say, I'm a free man. Say, I'm a free man. The sun set you free and then he gave you the truth which continues to set you free. You get it? He says, if the son shall set you free, you shall be free indeed. Then he says that if you continue in my word, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So the son made us free from first line. And then the second line is that we need to discover that we are free in Christ. So in the book of Galatians, he says, stand fast in the liberty wherein Christ has made you free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. You don't have to be brought again into bondage. You don't have to allow yourself to be enslaved in your mentality and in your mindset. You don't have to allow Satan to enslave you with negative thinking. Somebody say, I'm a free man. He says, I am a free man. Nobody's slave. That's what it means. But I make myself everybody's slave in order to win as many people as possible. The good thing about our relationship with God is that it's not legalism. When we came into Christ, we didn't come to serve another law. Under the Old Testament, they had a master. Their master was the law. Under the New Testament, we have a master. Our master is Christ. And the thing with Christ is that he has made us free, but because of the love that made us free, we respond to that love by intentionally and consciously making ourselves slaves. You see, when somebody shows you love so much, it is only natural that you reciprocate that love by wanting to do more over and above. That is what the woman who came to break the alabaster box, that's what she came to do. She looked at the love. At the time, nobody wanted to identify with her. Nobody wanted to call her name. She was known as a street whore. Nobody liked her. But Jesus identified with her. Cast out demons out of her. When she looked at her life, where she used to be, and where Christ brought her, she was overwhelmed with gratitude. So when she came, one year's salary was nothing much more valuable to her than the relationship she has come to cherish. Carried one year wages worth of perfume broke it at the feet of jesus where you get valuable perfumes where do you use them if you see valuable perfumes usually they are not very much very very sharp perfumes usually they, are, they don't come in a hundred mil and 50 mil no usually they are very small 25 mil because it's not the one you are spraying on yourself when you put it here and you put it here you can be at the gate there and people will smell you. Why? Because it's of great value. You would have thought that a woman spending that much on perfume or pour it on Jesus' head, but she poured it on her feet. Praise the Lord. In other words, you are more valuable to me than anything. Whatever that is so dear you can't lay at his feet is your God already. Somebody say, is your God already? Yeah. Okay, so... He says, I'm a free man, nobody's slave, but I make myself everybody's slave in order to win as many people as possible. 
when it comes to reaching out and making sure that the gospel makes sense to people, the Bible says we should not have any resistance whatsoever. He says, I made myself a slave to everybody. And the ultimate objective was not to earn more money, but to make the gospel meaningful to others. Some of us, if we have to make sacrifices to get more money, we can easily do it. You can work extra hours just to make more money. But if we have to work extra hours so that others can be saved, a lot of us will do it complainingly. Paul said, I made myself a slave. And it was not because I wanted to build my house, not because I wanted to drive a certain car, but I wanted to make sure that people were saved. May this become your mentality this year. That's an apostle. He said, while working with the Jews, I live like a Jew in order to win them. And even though I myself am not subject to the law of Moses, I live as though I were when working with those who are in order to win them. In the same way, while working with the Gentiles, I live like a Gentile outside the Jewish law in order to win Gentiles. This does not mean that I don't obey God's law. I am really under Christ's law. Among the weak in faith, I became like one of them in order to win them. So I became all things to all people. Somebody say all things. Yeah, verse 22. I became all things unto all people that I may save some of them by whatever means possible. The key word is whatever means possible. Somebody say whatever means possible. Say whatever means possible. And then he tells us why he does it. He says, and all this I do for the gospel's sake in order to share in his blessings. He says, I do everything possible by whatever means possible to save some. And I have told you that on Facebook alone, every month there are over 2.9, almost 3 billion people on it. There is no nation with that population on the planet. So if as a church we become intentional on how we function on the page and we begin to saturate the place with the gospel will be making impact for eternity that may not cost us so much somebody say an amen. amen yeah to reach the whole the nations even to reach the whole of ghana and to start churches and to build churches that is very expensive in the past few years when we started planting a few churches the cost of planting one church all the churches we planted, there is none that we planted without spending a hundred thousand and more. Every one of the churches we planted, hundred thousand and more, and it doesn't come below it. It's hundred thousand and more planting one church. But when we are on social media and actively so, every minute we are interacting with close to three billion people. Somebody say an amen. That's why I believe in social media and you as a member of this house must also believe in social media and the power it wields. And so we're looking at online service. The teaching is not just for you. It's for those who are listening to us online, but it's also to bring us to a place where we become very intentional in the way we use things. I've told you already that people who advance in life are people who do things on intentional basis. Somebody say intentional basis. Yeah. Those who excel in life, they excel because they have made an intention to excel. They didn't just wish it. People who wish things, they never experience them. But those who intend to do things and cultivate the required habit to pursue the same, they are the people who attain greatness in life. You will attain greatness in life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Okay, so we started by establishing what an online service is. We talked about online service. When we talk about online service, what is it? We talked about that. We said that an online service or meeting refers to a service conducted through the means of technology, either in video or audio form, for different people at different locations around the world without being physically present. And so, as this service is going on and we are in this auditorium, there are people are watching us, maybe from certain remote part of the world at this time. They may, some of them may even be driving and be hearing the sermon as it rolls. And that is an online service. Online service can be easily, you can become a partaker of an online service through your tablet, your computer, or even your phone. And we said that God's purpose for online is not to replace in-person service. Somebody say God's purpose for online service is not to replace 
in-person service. Yeah, it's to complement it. The Bible says all things work together for good. All things, all things, all things, all things. So God is using technology to complement this. His primary objective is that we should not give up the meeting of ourselves together. But when that becomes difficult, we need to still fellowship online. One of the things you will come to realize when you study the Gospels very well, and particularly the epistles, is the number of times we are instructed to do things one for another. We are to love one another, we are to honor one another, we are to pray for one another, we are to confess to one another. So it, it just tells you that the Christian life is not a solo life. Somebody said the Christian life is not a solo life. You believe alone, but you don't live the life alone. To believe in Christ is to belong to his family. To believe in Christ is to belong to his family. You cannot say I'm a Christian, but I'm a Christian all by myself. You can't be a Christian who is not committed to a Christian community. The Bible said, and they that believe were with one accord. And he says, they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, in prayer, and in fellowship, and in breaking of bread. Once you believe the next place to go is to become a part of his family. So that's what it is. And the Bible says that every opportunity that we have, we need to use that to keep together. I shared with you, uh, I think last two weeks, about 14 reasons why you must believe and participate actively in online service. That's what we did last two weeks. And last week, we did why you must participate in online service. Then we did who can attend online service. Who can attend online service. Who can attend online service? And we touched on those who can attend. We said, among many things, a member of a local church is supposed to be people who are circumstantially confined or cannot participate physically in a worship service. If you're a nursing mother at home, your baby is so young, you can. And then if you're a prisoner or you are in a place far remote, but the only means you can be in fellowship is online. Then we also talked about people in nations without religious freedoms or liberties. There are nations on the planet where people are not allowed to go into a place of worship. Online service is God's wisdom for them. And then we said, everyone doing business online at the time of a service broadcast. If you happen to be online at the time of a service broadcast, you may not necessarily be in one of such places. But if you are online at the time of service broadcast, you can. And people are always online, particularly a lot of unbelievers. On some days, that's where they are. They serve the internet left, right, center. And so that's why the aspect I'm going to share with you today is so critical. There are so many people who are online every time a service is going on, including this time. Now, we also talk on when to participate in online service. So why, who, and then when? We said that whenever an online service is scheduled by your local church, in this church, we have a number of services that are strictly online. And from March, hopefully, I'll be introducing some short, short time also online. So, we have Hallelujah service, which happens the first day of every month. We give thanks to God and we worship him. We celebrate him. It's truly online. There's no in-person aspect of that service. And then we also have our Excel service. Excel is Exceptional Christian Entrepreneurs and Leader Service. And that is a service the Holy Spirit inspired me to do to build your capacity to generate wealth and sustain wealth. And that service is also going to be launched again fully for March online. And it's going to be strictly online Saturday and it's 7 to 7.45 a.m. Amen? That's only on Saturday. Okay, so that's it. Anytime an online service is scheduled by a local church, you need to be there. Whenever prevailing circumstances make it impossible to worship together at the temple or in homes physically with fellow believers, that's also another time. Whenever your job or school takes you to a location or destination where access to your local church can only be maintained through a virtual service, that's also another good reason. Three things you can do to get the most out of online service. Three things you can do to get the most out of online service. Last week, we talked on two of them, and today, I'll finish with the last one. One, we said you must renew your mind about online service. Somebody say, renew your mind about online service. I realize that how we think about things affect our attitude towards the thing. When you think that somebody is good, you will treat the person good. But when you think that the person is bad, or he's trying to do you, as they say it, you will find a way to do him first. 
if you are not born again. Uh-huh. So what we think, the Bible said, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The way we think about things affect us. If you feel that online service is not the real service, online service is a waste of time, online service cannot be genuine service, you will not take it very seriously. And Satan will rob you of the benefit that it delivers. People have been healed online. People have received breakthroughs online. People have experienced God online. And you can also experience him. Somebody shout an amen. amen. Number two, we said that you have to renew your mind about it. Number two, you have to prepare yourself properly for every scheduled online service. When you are coming for online service, just ask when we are coming for an in-person service, we'll prepare ourselves. You iron your clothes. You prepare yourself. You find your Bible and then you get yourself dressed up and you come to church. When you are also going for online service, you also need to prepare yourself. It's a service. The only thing is that you are not in the auditorium. All the other preparations that are essential, most of them apply there. So you need to prepare yourself. In the book of Proverbs 16 verse 1, it says the preparations of the heart is a man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. And then number three, we said you must actively participate during the service. Somebody say actively participate during the service. Say actively participate during the service. Alright, so this morning I want us to focus on active participation during the service. And I'm sharing with you briefly 15 practical ways to participate in online service for maximum profiting. 15 practical ways to participate. Those of you who are watching online now, I'm sharing with you how you can make the most when you come on stream, when a service is going on like this. And then those of us who are here, anytime you are constrained and you have to join service online, these are guidelines that should help you and make you get the most out of the service. You can be online and what you receive, somebody in person may not receive it. Jesus was moving and the Bible said a lot of people thronged him in the book of Mark. He said Jesus moved and a lot of people thronged him. And there was a woman who was not so close to him. By proximity, other people were very close. But the woman was far. And she couldn't even get access. But what she did was to touch the hem of a garment. And because he had already prepared her heart, when she touched the hem of his garment, healing became a portion. If it were to be our day, we may say she just touched the screen of her phone. And she received a healing. Why? Because her heart was connected. The preparation was in the heart. And so her healing. While others who were close to Jesus did not receive a miracle. 15 practical ways to participate in online service for maximum profiting. Number one, invite people for the service. Invite people. Look at this. It's a service. Luke chapter 14 verse 16 to 17. He says, Then he said to them, A certain man gave a great supper and invited many. Every time a service is about to be held or a service is scheduled, you must see it as a great supper. Why? It's a supper where the king of kings and the great host of all time is about to feast with us. God is about to feed us from his well of salvation. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 15, verse 16, he said, Thy words were found and I did eat them. So, when we come into fellowship, we come to feast at the table of the Lord. I did eat them. Your words were found and I did eat them and it was joy and rejoicing of my heart. The book of Job, he said, I have esteemed the words of your mouth more than my necessary food. I have esteemed the words of your mouth more than my necessary food. Matthew 4, 4, Jesus spoke and said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word which proceeds out of the mouth of God. And so when we are coming for a feast like that, we need to invite people. John chapter 4, verse 29, he said, come see a man who told me everything that I ever did. Everything I ever did. You invite people. And so when you see the flyer, when service is about to hold and the flyer comes on, you have to quickly share it. That's how you invite people. Online is not personal. You invite people by sharing the flyer of the service. You share it on your own status and you share it on your Facebook page with other people. That is one way you invite people for the service. That's one critical way you invite people for the service. The other way is when the service starts, 
also to start a watch party. Like those of you are watching us now, you don't just want to keep the food to yourself. You share it with other people. The lepers, they say, if we sit here, we die. If you go in there, we die. And when they got in and saw how good and kind God had been to them, he said, if we keep this good to message, this good food to ourselves, we'll be sending this day. Let's go back and tell the others about it. That's what a genuine Christian who has had an encounter with God does it. When the Samaritan woman experienced Jesus and realized that her destiny had been turned around, Bible says she went back and told them, he said, come see a man who told me everything that I ever did. So, we start a watch party so others can also come and feast with us. Number two, be on time for the service. Somebody say, be on time for the service important. Be on time for the service. A lot of people join online service and it's like they have just timed the service and they are waiting for the time of the word of God. That's when they come in those, if they will come in again. There are those who also come just for, what do you call it, worship. As soon as the song is over, they just go off. You are not in church. If you came to church and then worship time, you stood out. When ministration time, you stood out. I don't think you say you'll be in service. So be in time for the service. Somebody say, be in time for the service. service. Bible says in Luke chapter 21 verse 38, then early in the morning, all people came to him in the temple to hear him. In the book of Isaiah 26 verse 9, he said, with my soul have I desired thee in the night. With my soul, I have desired thee in the night. With my spirit within me, I will seek thee early. I will seek thee early. You must learn to seek God early. Anybody at all. In fact, all of us will know how to seek God early. But it's just that some people only seek God early when they have a crisis. Then you know there are people who at the time of crisis will seek God early 24-7. But the moment the crisis is gone, they go back to their old ways. Learn to seek God early. With my soul have I desired thee in the night. With my spirit I will seek thee early. Then he says, for when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the earth shall learn righteousness. When you go to the book of Psalms 63, he said, O God, thou art my God. Early I will seek thee. Early I will seek thee. Listen, God has a way of relating with early seekers. When the women with the spices, when Jesus resurrected, they went to the tomb very early. They were the people to whom Jesus appeared. God will appear unto you. Amen. Somebody shout an amen. amen. So join the service early. Join the service early. If you have to set an alarm, do so. But be in time for the service. Don't come when prayer is over. Don't come when worship is over. Prepare every aspect of the service is God's design program to bless your life. There are people who when a scripture is being shared at the introduction of a service or just at the beginning of a service, that scripture comes to minister to them so much. Sometimes it's the song that is being ministered. The first worship song may be all you need in a service to be blessed. You see, we cannot program how God should come to us. God comes to us according to how prepared we are. Not how prepared he is. Number three, confine yourself to a secluded place for maximum concentration whenever possible. If you are coming to service, please, let's have this discipline. If you are coming to service, you will block that service time. 8.30 to 11 is service time. In the same way, if you are in tuning to an online service and it's possible, confine yourself to a secluded place for maximum concentration whenever possible. You can easily be distracted when you are alone. I call this generation an attention deficiency generation. Our attention span is so short because we have a lot of distractions are all around us. Look, Mark chapter 1 verse 35, the Bible said, And Jesus rising up a great while before day, a long while before daylight, he went out, somebody say he went out, and departed to a solitary place or a secluded place place and there he prayed so jesus had the discipline of isolating himself he was in the midst of people but he knew that what he wanted to do he could be distracted so whenever possible somebody say whenever possible there are times where it's practically impossible to be in isolation and that's fine you can just manage it like that but whenever it's possible isolate yourself and stay with god 
Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 20 he said the Lord in his temple let all the earth be silenced before him. The same way you concentrate in a service, in person service, you need the same level of concentration to be able to uh, make the most of an online service. Number four, avoid sleep inducing posture during the service. Somebody say avoid sleep inducing postures. Yeah, there are some postures. <laughs> some postures. How many of you have been in some of those postures before? Just be honest for one minute. Yeah. Postures. The Bible says, give no sleep to your eyes, nor slumber to your eyelids. Give no sleep. Somebody say, give no sleep. That's <laughs> Proverbs 6, 4. And then, <laughs> Proverbs 20, Proverbs 20, verse 13. He said, do not love sleep. Somebody said, do not love sleep. Not Let me tell you something. You see, there are some postures, eh? You may not love sleep, but sleep love those postures. So, the moment you keep yourself in that postures, it will not be about you loving sleep. It will be about sleep loving you. So, you may not want to sleep, but by the time you realize you are snoring. Yeah. Don't love sleep. It's an autopilot seat. Like a service going on, you are lying on your bed. You are gone. 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 By the time we are saying amen, <laughs> we are sharing the benediction. That's where your eyes will open. So, as much as possible, you have to keep yourself alive. Keep yourself awake and alive. Stand upright. When the prayer sessions are going on, in your privacy, you can stand upright and then pray. Stand and be in the worship state the same way. You see, when you relate to online service that way, you will not, Satan will not take advantage of you. A lot of people say they are doing online service and I, I don't know what to call what they are doing because it's not a worship at all. Stand upright. When the word is coming and you see that you are dozing by your computer, stand and soak it in. Yeah, stand and soak it in. Stand upright during the word ministration if you have to. Anything you will do that you don't lie down to receive the word unless you want to sleep. Sit up. And receive it. That's why we don't have beds in church. We have chairs. Praise the Lord. Though I know some people comfortably sleep on the chairs. Yeah. I used to dream of having wonderful, amazing chairs in our new auditorium when it's finally built. But I'm revising it. What I'm seeing here. No, 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 no. What I'm seeing here. <laughs> Mr. Asante, I tell you, I fear what I'm seeing on this chair that is not supposed it has no uh, 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 arms for you to rest on it and people can sleep <laughs> only God and myself see what is happening when I'm preaching here and there are ushers who try to help those people to stay awake here so if you sit and you sleep here when you are all by yourself where there will be no usher to tap you. Ah. <laughs> May the Lord help us. Number five, be hungry and thirsty for an encounter in the service. All of these things we are talking about, if you seclude yourself, if you would make sure that you are in a posture to receive, it's all because you are hungry. You are expecting to receive something from God. That's what will make you do all of that. And you have to be hungry. People who eat, they are not necessarily to whom food is served. They are people who are hungry. Have you gone to places and they serve you food and you could only take uh, maybe the meatball on it and leave the rest? Yeah. The food was served, but you couldn't eat. Why? Because you are not hungry. And it's the same thing. Spiritual food is always served. And the people who get the most out of it are those who are hungry. It takes hunger to draw from God. Hunger, 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 hunger. Jesus stood and said, if any man thirst, let him come. The reason why we come is when we are hungry. And the Bible said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for they shall be filled. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for they shall be filled. Isaiah 44 verse 3. He said, I will pour water upon him that is thirsty. I will not pour water just on anybody. I will pour water upon him who is thirsty and flowers upon the dry 
background. So God does not just pour water anywhere. He wants to bless. But who is ready for the blessing? In the book of Acts chapter 3 verse 5. And he gave them his attention expecting to receive something. Where you come to service, whether it's online or in person, expect to receive. Somebody say, expect to receive. Expect to receive. And once that expectation is in place, there's no way you go uh, the same way you came. Number six, maintain your consciousness of God's presence throughout the service. Maintain. Somebody say maintain. 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 I'm just giving you practical yet scriptural keys to get the best out of online service. Maintain your consciousness of God's presence. What does your Bible say? He says, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. When we gather, whether in person or online, at that time, you must understand that God is in the midst of his people. And the Bible said, the Lord in the midst of his people is mighty. He will save. He will heal and deliver. The Lord in the midst of his people. Where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm in the midst. Now, imagine this. There's no way you can be answering calls when you are tuned into an online service, when you know God is there. Yeah. When you know God is there, then you step out. You know that people can step out of church and go take calls outside? The calls are more important than the God's presence they are seated. Yeah. The calls are more important. The calls. The calls are more important. Anything that you put ahead of God, Simply is more important to you than God. Because are more important. God is present whenever and wherever we gather. Whether it's online or in person. Number seven. Be actively involved in every segment of the service. Be actively involved in every segment of the service. The Bible says in Acts chapter 1 verse 14. And these all continue with one accord in prayer, supplication with women. And Mary the mother of Jesus and with his brothers. These all continue. Somebody say they all continue. One accord. One accord. When you are in an online service and we are worshiping and you are doing something else, you are not in one accord with us. Be in one accord with us. We are in worship. You are in worship. We are receiving the word. You are receiving the word. We are giving. You are giving. That is oneness in the spirit. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, Oh, how good, oh, how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like a precious ointment from the head of Aaron that goes down to his beard, down to the skirt of his garment. He says, it is there God commands his blessing, even life evermore. Psalm 133, verse 1 to 3. Praise the Lord. So, it's important that we stay in fellowship. Look at what the Bible says in Psalm 57, verse 7. I am ready, God. So ready, ready from head to toe, ready to sing, ready to raise a tune. That's David. I am ready. I'm ready. So when you are in the service, be ready for every aspect of the service. Be ready for the word. Be ready. Don't be a silent, passive, invisible uh, online service attendee. There are some people, they say, ah, I've been following you on stream. And there is nothing to show that they were there. Yeah. Just as here, we can clock you in. Online service. The moment you come there, we will know you are there if you are truly there. If you are truly there and participating in the service, you can be there passively. But if you are there actively, it will be shown. And here we have our greeting grace to you. So when you come and you are one of us, we will know. Even if you are not one of us, you can still identify yourself. And that is why it's so important. Be active. You like the page. You share the page. You make comment. You don't just uh, watch the thing. Make comment. Something will touch you. Something will speak to you. The song may minister to you. You express it. Now, when we have online service, there's no way you can now tell us that you came for the service. Because if you came, we should know. And there are avenues by which we can tell. I remember those days when the COVID was at its peak and we're having online service. A number of people were not there. But when you call them, they say, oh, we came for service. How do you come for service? Maybe at that time, you didn't know how to attend online service. Now, I'm showing you. So, when we say that you were present, this is how we want to see that you were present. Your comments, your likes, your sharing, all of that are active. And listen, by the way, God also marks your presence. Uh-huh. Say, so, okay, Papa, then I know what I will do. I will just comment and then off I go. Yeah. 
That's where God and your honesty becomes a matter of. <laughs> yeah. Now, number eight, give appropriate feedback whenever necessary during the service. In the service, when I'm preaching and I say, Praise the Lord, you respond. Online service, you have other avenues to give appropriate feedback. I'm blessed. You can use appropriate emojis, whatever it is, but show that you are actively present and not sleeping. If you are actively participating in an online service, it's not very easy for you to sleep. It's not very easy for you to sleep. If you are actively participating, doing the things that people are doing. Number nine, take notes during the service. Take notes. Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 2. Ours is word base. We teach, train, and we build people up in the word of God. Praise the Lord. That's my calling. That's my ministry. The Bible says, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. Acts chapter 20, verse 32. Build you up and give you an inheritance among all them that are sanctified. I have seen people practically engage the word of God and move from nothingness to everything. I believe in the authority and the power of the word of God. I commend you to God. It's able to build you up. Acts chapter 20 verse 32, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them that are sanctified. There is no way you can receive that which is yours in Christ outside the word of God. No prophet can prophesy to you. Yeah, You have to see it from the word, build your faith for it, and then take hold of it. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. Why is it that a lot of people cannot take that which is yes? Divine health is yours. Prosperity is yours. Peace of mind is yours. Joy is yours. Why can't you simply take hold of it and walk in the reality of it? You have not been built up. You need to be built up. How do you get built up? By the word. Somebody say, by the word. By the word. By the word. When a person is well built in the word, there is nothing they can do. There is nothing they can take. When a person is rooted and grounded in the word, I mean, he can take the whole world by storm. That's why your value and your appreciation for the word of God must go up. If you don't value the word of God, you don't have a future in the world. If you don't value the word of God, your future in the world is not guaranteed. So, take notes. Somebody say, take notes. Take notes. And don't just take notes to keep it in a shelf. Take notes. Refer to it again. Meditate upon it. And then, build your scriptural vocabulary from there. Jeremiah 30 verse 2, he said, That speaks the Lord God of Israel, saying, Write in a book for yourself all the words that I have spoken to you. Somebody say, write in a book. Write in a book. Don't come to church and you just came with your hands. Empty-handed, I have appeared and I will go. No, 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 no. Come ready to take something home. There are churches you can go like that. This is not one of those churches. This is not one of those churches. This is not the church where you come and you listen to jokes and go. It's a word from the beginning to the end. Praise the Lord. If you want to grow and become the person God will have you become, this is a place. That's our mission statement there. We said we build model word-based, New Testament contemporary, culturally relevant, and excellent city churches where people from all nations can be brought in, brought up, and sent out here, we say we connect you to God so you know God better, live life better, and impart your word better. There is no way you can do that without the word of God. Everybody can help you up to a certain point, but the word of God will help you all the way to the end. The Bible said the grass withered and the flower faded, but the word of our God standed sure. Number 10, receive and respond to all prophetic decrees and utterances with faith. Every utterance, while you are online, every utterance that is declared, every prophecy that comes, hold on to it. You know, there is no prophetic word that is so sure and guaranteed like the word of God. That's why I have value. I know a lot of people are excited when a prophet speaks over them. It's good. It's good. But your greatest excitement should come from what God has spoken over you. Did you hear what I said? I said your greatest excitement should come from what God has spoken over you. But unfortunately, a lot of us don't even know what God has spoken over us. So sometimes a prophet can speak something over you which is contrary to what God has spoken over you. And you come under bondage to that prophetic word that has gone forth because you don't know the most excellent word. 
the Bible says we have a more sure word of prophecy. Somebody say a more sure word of prophecy. A more authentic word of prophecy. Once that word is in your spirit. I don't remember a prophet who gave me a negative word looking at my face. You can say it behind me. No, 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 no. no. I'm too word loaded to let it go. I have never received a prophetic word and I have come under fear. No. When God speaks, God does not speak fear. God speaks faith. The faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Number 11. Act promptly on every instruction you receive during the service. Instruction sometimes comes to us in the service in different ways. Sometimes it comes to us while the word is being preached. The Holy Spirit can give you an instruction to do something. Other times, at the end of the service, whoever is leading the service can give a certain instruction. Once you are part of the service, go ahead and respond to the instruction. Look at what the Bible says in Proverbs 4.13. It says, take firm hold of instruction. Do not let her go. Keep her for she is your life. Somebody say your life. It's in instructions. Say my life. It's in instructions. Instructions are your life. There are many people who are ready to bring their head for prayer when they are not ready to obey an instruction. But if you look at the scripture, Pastor James, a lot of amazing miracles that happen, even in the life of Jesus and the Old Testament, they happen in response to obedience to instructions. Simple instructions. Simple instructions. The woman said, I don't have anything. He said, go and bring me the last meal you have to eat. Elisha didn't pray. Didn't have time for any prayer. Said, go and bring me. That's all. When they said they needed water, Jesus didn't hold their hands. Let's begin to pray. There must be water. Jesus gave instruction. He said, fetch water. He fetched the water. Fill the uh, uh, pot with water. Then they did. Then he gave another instruction. Fetch it and go and give. They didn't talk back to him. They just acted. And as they were acting, they were seeing results. He met the men who were blind. He said, go show yourself. Ah, is that simple? We say we've been blind for our mothers. We say we should go. Don't you understand our diagnosis? The, 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 the magnitude of our sickness? No, he didn't have time for all of those things. Instruction. You see, usually when faith is present, response is quick. When people have time to debate and raise arguments, they are not in faith. When faith comes, the Bible said by faith, Abraham offered his only son. How did he do it? By faith. How did he respond? Quick. When God told him, Abraham, take now thy son, thy only son, go and offer him to a place which I will show you. The Bible said the next morning, he woke up and off he went. Why? Because faith was present. Every time you find yourself doubting and debating and engaging, looking for 10 reasons, 20 reasons why I should do this, 10 reasons why I... No, 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 no. Faith is not present. Faith responds quickly. Fetch the water they fetched. Go wash in the pool. Listen, if you will learn to respond to instructions, your prayer life will be easy. Your prayer life. As a pastor, one of the things I don't do hurriedly is to want to pray for people who will not obey the instructions I give. Come to my office, you have a challenge with your wife, I speak to you, tell you, do A, B, C, D. You don't do it. And then you are coming for prayer. Listen, that marriage will collapse without prayer. Even with my prayer, it will still collapse. Because the key to the solution is not in the prayer, it's in your obedience. Somebody say obedience. obedience. Because one of the things people can so easily do is to do other things rather than obey. They can make sacrifice. They can do all kinds of things than simply obeying what God has said. May the grace of God rest upon you to obey. Number, give your offerings. Tight or see cheerfully using the various electronic giving platforms. You are not in church. Church is always incomplete without giving. Our worship, our giving, our offering is an integral part of our worship. Psalm 96 verse 8, it says, Give to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his court. Somebody say, come into his court. So, are you ready to come into the court of God? Whether it's online or in person, you have to be ready. And you are ready when you come with an offering. Exodus 34 verse 20, he said, None shall appear before me empty. None shall appear before me empty-handed. You need to appear. When we come into festival, we come 
to give. When we come to feast at the table of God, we come to give. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not gradually of necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver. You don't wait ah, in the service, participate, everything. When it's offering time, then you sign out. You are not in church. Yeah, you will give and you will give generously. Number 13, resist the temptation to be critical and ignore critical commentators and their comments. Resist the temptation. Somebody resist resist the temptation. Do you know some people, when they go to church, even in person, and when you have a critical spirit, when you are in an in-person service, when you go online, it's the same spirit you carry you. You only see how the person was leading praise and worship missed the key. That's all you see. You think that, ah, the drama is playing upbeat. That is not why we came to church. Yeah. When they play it well, it affects our flow. But that should not be the only thing you see. Don't be critical. When you go for online service, I mean, sometimes people who are not even part, they come on the page and they are very critical. This pastor, all this in their comment, they are trying to, I mean, sometimes when you read some of the comment people write, and nobody has invited you to come there. Yeah. So, you yourself, don't be critical. Avoid the temptation. I've told you that be hungry for an encounter. When you are hungry for an encounter, you don't see mistakes. Oh. Are you with me here? You don't see mistakes. When you see somebody who is in church and is marking who is doing what and not doing it well, he's really not made up his mind to serve God. When your mind is made up to serve God, you don't see anything. When the queen of Sheba came to Solomon, do you know there were many negative things she could have seen? But she knew what she was after. She had come to hear the man's wisdom. Not to count the number of wives he had. Yeah, because when he came, he saw the wisdom. He said there was no bread. She was overwhelmed. Why? Because she focused on the wrong things. She could have decided to be counting the wives that Solomon had. Hey, yeah. no, she could have been counting all of that. But that was not her mentality. She had come for something and she took it with her. Look at what the Bible says in Titus 3 verse 9 to 11. But avoid foolish disputes. I like it. He couldn't have put it in any better way. Avoid foolish disputes, genealogies, contentions, and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and useless. Then verse 10, he said, reject a divisive man after the first and second admonition, knowing that such person is warped, sinning, being self-condemned. Number 14, be civil and decent in your interactions with everyone on the platform during the service. Be civil. Somebody say be civil. Increasingly, our social media usage has become a platform for dishonor and abuse. Particularly in this nation. It's so annoying. Being spearheaded by one guy, I wouldn't want to add weight to him by calling his name on my altar. All kinds of foolish people. Their mandate and their uh, their is supposed to sow dishonor across. So they pick any elder, anybody who has accomplished anything in society, and they just deal with the person. I mean, (laughs) one sin that the Bible describes as great sin is dishonor. Somebody say dishonor. Yeah, dishonor. God wiped a whole generation because of dishonor. Eli and his generation, they were annihilated. God said, I said I was going to keep you as a priest forever, but I changed my mind. You and your seed, I take you off because you have showed dishonor. Bible says, honor your father and your mother that it may be well with you. Well with you. Now it looks like you are becoming famous and it's like it's going fine. But it's a matter of time. You will come down. Anything you build with dishonor will not last time. Anything you build with dishonor. Don't dishonor people. Yeah. So be civil. Be civil. The Bible says, let all things be done. In 1 Corinthians 14, verse 40, let all things be done decently and in honor. When you write something, it should be decent. You are coming to a church page where God is being worshipped. That's not the page to come and be insulting pastors and all of those things. So those of you who are online, if you happen to have that attitude, repent now. Yeah, because you are sowing a seed that the harvest of which you may not like. In the book of Romans 12, 10, he said, I love one another with brotherly affection. I'll do one another. I like the expression. I'll do one another in showing honor. And that is the prayer I pray for this church. That will come to a place where we are always competing to outdo one another in honor. You are outdoing me in the way I honor you. I'm outdoing you in the way I honor you. That's it. 
And when that atmosphere is set like that, and then, of course, number 15, strive hard to avoid all forms of distractions during the service. Strive hard. Somebody say strive hard. Strive hard because on social media, when you are doing service on social media, you have all kinds of possible distractions. All kinds. Sometimes internet connectivity, it can put you off. But when you are determined to break through, you break through it. Praise the Lord. Some of you, the moment the internet is now, then you go off. You are not serious about worship. Yeah. Internet connectivity. Incoming calls. That is when you are using your phone. And if you are having a service particularly, and you have an, the benefit of Wi-Fi, connect to Wi-Fi and put your phone on flight mode. Yeah. So you can focus and not be distracted. Because the more you cut the calls, the more the connection becomes distorted. And then there are those who tweet and WhatsApp because they are doing the service on the, on the phone. And while they are doing it, they are tweeting and WhatsApping. No, you can't stand before a kufadu and be tweeting and WhatsApping. They walk you out. Neither must you stand before God and do the same. And then, of course, sometimes Satan distracts you through critical comments from unbelievers. By the time you respond to them, he has taken your mind off the main agenda. So after first, second, if the person is not, just ignore him and focus. Somebody say an amen. Have you been blessed? Have you been blessed? The Bible says, let Satan should take advantage of you for we are not ignorant of his devices. Listen, the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega of all that I've said is this. Online service is God's wisdom. And it's his wisdom not to replace in-person service. It's to complement it. And to get the best out of it, these are things we must engage. Next week, I go back to make great sacrifices. Lift up your hands. I'm going to thank God and give him praise. If you've been blessed this morning. Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our service at our headquarter church from 8.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. for our good news service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santata Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. Oh, no.